welcome, welcome, welcome to the last episode of the year for Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. Hello, my friend Mo, it's good to see you. Hello, my friend Jordan. Great to see you as well. <laughs> Man, uh, I was just uh, on off mic complimenting your beautiful mustache, and I wanted to say, also, it sounds like you haven't really... Um, been able to have any sort of Christmas break yet. Sounds like you're really busy. Um, my kind of Christmas break starts right after this uh, conversation. <laughs> or basically really? after, I, <laughs> after I did the editing for this episode. But uh, so like tonight. Man, that's so crazy. It's so crazy. Yeah, this comes out Christmas Day 2020, the final one. And then we're going to take... Excuse me. I think we'll take a... What, what did we say? A two-week break? So our next episode will come out January 7th, I think. That's what you suggested, and, and I would be totally fine with that. And I hope our listeners are as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sure that's uh, I'm sure that's going to be just, just fine and dandy. Um, but yeah, we wanted to give you guys one more for the year and i thought it might be a really nice chance to talk about some of our favorite episodes this year some of our, some of our favorite moments um, reflect on things that we went through and learned about this year things that we talked about i mean we went we went through quite the roller coaster this year i would say in every single way kind of right yeah totally and so many things changed in general and uh, also with this podcast starting to do it on a weekly basis with the beginning of this um, corona pandemic. Um, That's right. One thing I wanted to say um, uh, right away is mm-hmm. we will not frame this as the Christmas special because we did like five <laughs> specials in a row. And um, so just like um, Christmas got to yeah. be more casual this year, I think this is going to be a more casual Christmas episode and not a big special. I. No, not a special. I completely <laughs> agree. We've we've had like back-to-back specials for quite a while and also because this is the last episode before your official break begins, I also don't want to take up too much of your time. Um you're with your family in Oberstdorf. I'm also in Oberstdorf right now and the house is nice and quiet, so it's a perfect time to do it. I was just going through our old episodes and it looks like March 19th March 19th was the very first episode where we changed over to a weekly weekly release date. That's kind of a nice um, benchmark there. And the first, let me see. And I don't have a clue what we talked the about. First, <laughs> in this the first, the first 10, dude, the first 10 episodes that we did were all called Corona Special. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I guess we really thought, I mean, I thought it was going to be a much more short-lived event. I didn't really expect, well, maybe no one really expected where it was going to go or how long it would last, but we did, um, yeah, let's look at the year so far. We started off the year with with, uh, David Jr., David Junior, the drummer from uh, Munich who went to the UK. That was a fun one. Yes. We did our first AFI backstage story. In February, we haven't done those in a while. Um, because we have the, the last, backstage. like, yeah, <laughs> everything's kind of backstage now. <laughs> uh, and I think the last, like, really big studio 
recording story that we did he was an Ali. with one of my favorite. Yeah, that's right. Ali Reza Golavshan, <laughs> uh, who is actually, I think he might even be finishing up his second feature film right now. He was working on his second feature for quite a while. Do you know what, um, what that's but yeah, they, about or what, or do you know anything about it? I think it's another comedy, but my, so I have a mutual friend with him, which is how we got him on the show. And that mutual friend um, didn't tell me too much about it right now, but I think, well, basically the film that Ali did, uh, The Goldfish, was such a huge success in Germany that the studio that funded or produced the the film basically put a stricter time limit on his next project. So they said like, okay, you know, you're a, you're kind of a hot item right now. We want to just go ahead and push out the next thing that you have prepared. So okay, um, I think he went, he went right to work on writing the second script. And then I saw him for a little while, like two very short times this year, like just five minutes or something on the street. And he was working on it. And then I found out a few months ago that he was shooting it. I think he must be wrapping up now. Um, yeah, man. And then and then we started our Corona specials, uh, both of us again here in Oberstdorf. And then, yeah, then it just went on from there, man. It's such a crazy year. Um, oh, before I forget, let me say, um, it's the last episode of the year. And we're really thankful to everyone that's been listening. I know I'm going to be saying that a lot throughout this episode, probably. But if you would like to support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash Jordan Prince. And there you can pay as low as $3 a month to support uh, support this show, leaning towards, uh, hopefully, our goal of having a great pizza night. Yes. But uh, <laughs> even so, like, what I would love to do is next year is to even maybe see if we have enough followers where it makes sense to possibly get some Artsy Fartsy Immigrants merchandise, maybe some hats or some shirts or something. Um, and any support like that financially would, would all go towards things like this and, and supporting us and um, supporting especially artists during this uh, crazy Corona time. So you can definitely do that. And you can go to Apple Podcasts on iTunes and give us like a, a rating or a comment or some stars. And um, that really helps new listeners find us. It makes it so much easier than you would think for new people to find us uh, just by doing such a simple thing. So if you haven't done that, please go do that. Um, it's the last episode of the year and we would love to start up next year with a handful of new listeners that we haven't um, haven't had thus far. So... Just wanted to get that out of the way before I forgot. Yes, and while you you talked about new ideas uh, or what we could do with this podcast, stuff like merch, um, that brings me to <laughs> this crazy dream I had and I wanted to tell you. Um, because a few nights ago, I dreamt that um, Corona was basically over or it wasn't even a thing, I don't know. And we got the chance to play uh, with the band, got the chance to play a big show in some really in, in a huge venue, something like Zenit in Munich or, or something like that. And we were the main act, which was super nice. But Oh my God, this was a dream. Yeah, but it, it kind of turned out as a little nightmare because we did not have a support band or something, or supporting act. But the opening act <laughs> was this show. 
artsy fartsy immigrants. And so we were doing a live podcast <laughs> before we played a concert. And the, the problem was that there were like 6,000 people or something. And they hated the podcast so much that everybody left. And we played oh in my front God, of like really? 10 people afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and we also had merch. Oh and we also had merch. And, no one did, uh, <laughs> and, and, and before the show started, people were coming in and... Um, there was this big merch stand and you had new Jordan Prince merch as a musician, like super nice t-shirts, like bags and stuff. And um, I don't know why, but I was around there and I, I heard people passing by and like, oh yeah, maybe afterwards I'll buy this t-shirt. It's super nice. And we also had Artifacts Immigrants merch. <laughs> and because th this live podcast sucked so bad and people were leaving, um, they were coming across the merch stand again I'm like, no, I'm not going to buy Jordan Prince merch because there's also this Artsy Farts Immigrants merch there and I hate this oh podcast Oh my God, so man. Oh my God. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, I mean, at least, you know, that's, there's a lesson you can learn from that, which is that we will never, uh, unless like specifically requested by a large group <laughs> of people, we will never open up our own. How, how, what's the word? Uh, like egotistical or like there's a there's another word that's perfect for this but like oh narcissistic how narcissistic to start our own uh headline concert and like support act jordan prince and moritz <laughs> batscheider from the band jordan prince <laughs> to talk about germany's flaws and funny words <laughs> so crazy, yeah somehow man. it was super funny because um we were so hyped and we really thought this was the best idea ever not having us so playing at this big show, not having a support act, but doing this podcast. And we had like the other guys oh backstage. God. And at some point, um, Mark like looked out behind the curtain and was like, boys, stop, stop. People really hate this. Let's start playing. <laughs> oh my God. That's so funny that Mark was doing that. In the dream. <laughs> Mark is our drummer for those who don't know. We mentioned it. Um, him quite often on this show but yeah that was a that was a dream and i woke up and i was like this was super bad but at the same time super funny oh man and then that's i thought crazy. about it that's so crazy um, and <laughs> if not highly requested we should never do this um and if we ever come to the point where we think this is a good idea we should do it the other way around play the music first <laughs> and then completely agree and then yeah. after i woke up yeah. in this in this in this stage where before you, I don't know, brushed your teeth, had a shower, had a coffee or something, and you're still kind of sl sleepy in your head. And I thought yeah. this idea through, um, like if other huge acts, so we are not a huge act, we were in my dream, but other huge acts like, I don't know, the Stones or some uh, something <laughs> would have had this idea and would have done this, like playing Olympia Stadion. And before you can hear, I can get no satisfaction as <laughs> two hours of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards doing a live podcast. <laughs> See, now that, that would be something I think, I think hundreds of thousands of people would pay a lot of money to do, but they, you know, the thing is they earned it. You yeah. know, we haven't earned that yeah. yet. So, um, but that is kind of like a, that could be in, in a, in a sense, a kind of future goal to get to a place with enough listeners and supporters where you could do a tour of like, Oh, let's do a one hour, um, you know, kind of podcast slash Q and A with the concert. It could be, it could be a cool idea, but definitely not for us, and definitely not for next year. <laughs> yeah, this could be a super nice idea if, if um, 
and we are so far away from this, but I could imagine it like, I don't know, you are a singer-songwriter, you, or let's say someone is a singer-songwriter and has a podcast with right. a lot of fans, <laughs> um, and probably he's going to do a podcast for like, I don't know, 90 minutes, and after 45 minutes, there's going to be a little break, and he gets at the guitar and plays like four or five songs. That could be something I think yeah. could be a nice idea. Absolutely. And yeah, uh, what I, I mean, didn't mention, yeah. we played the, yeah. the podcast intro and outro. <laughs> Then the guys were coming in that would play it live in my dream. <laughs> I have to say that's actually kind of a cool idea. But again, once we've earned that kind of audience yeah. to, to allow them accepting that, then that's, then it's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. there's, a few, there's a few podcasts that I've heard um, in the last couple of years or so that occasionally they take place live and they have kind of cool ideas like that where they'll you know have a have a band play the intro song and they have a host and stuff and um i would definitely love to get to a place where we could do a live podcast because it's super fun to record i imagine the energy is really high usually you go overboard when you do something live like that you have like special guests that are unannounced you have musical guests you know you do like a variety show kind of um unless unless the goal of it is more educational then you have like you know yeah. maybe it's, it's more serious but there's some guests that have like oh there's like we're interviewing this comedian and then they give them five minutes of stand up or 10 you interview a musician you give them a 10 minute gig and like you know it'd be so great Basically if we could interview show. people like oh, oh man how fun would that be <laughs> Basically, that's how fun would that be Yeah, it would be amazing. I would love to have, um, we didn't, I think we didn't interview any comedians yet, actually. We did a lot of musicians, but it would be yeah, so cool. Yeah, because we're in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's actually, though, there are some stand-up comedians, uh, native English stand-up comedians in Munich, and I think it would be really cool to talk about that world, because we have not explored that at all, and that is a small little thing happening, kind of, and I've heard it's growing, but... Sometime back in um, maybe like May or June or something, or uh, no, it couldn't have been that. It couldn't have been that recent. It must have been last year because of Corona. But um, I did. I don't know if we talked about it on here that I did an improv show, like an English improv show in Munich with a with an all, all English speaking group. No, we haven't. Did, talked I, about did that. I talk to the, to you? No. Okay. Yeah, basically, I, I'll have to go back and find out like when that was possible because i remember it wasn't it wasn't really cold i can only imagine that maybe it was cold and i just forgot so i don't know if it was like winter last year but it wasn't that long ago but basically i know that it was before july because i was still working at the school and there's a colleague at the school who works in the high school part and she's uh, a british comedian and uh, musician And she kept asking me, like, we, we made friends at the school and she kept asking me about if I would like, join her for this uh, improv show because she found out that I did improv in college. Mm -hmm. And we'd make each other laugh and stuff and she was really cool. And then at one point, I just couldn't tell her no anymore because I kept, you know, I was just, it had been years since I did it. I didn't want to embarrass myself. I didn't know how I was going to be doing it in Germany too. So, I said no a lot and then finally I just couldn't say no anymore. And I said, okay, let's do it. And then I just sucked it up. And then I, I went to her place and we met the group. It was me and her. And then two guys. One is from India. 
And he was really funny. He kind of reminds me of uh, Charlie Day. Do you know this actor? Nope. Do you know it's, it's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. Do you know that show? Okay. Well, Charlie. Charlie is the, okay. like one of the main guys on that show and he's also in like uh mean bosses like all that all those movies um but he he just reminded me like the way he looked and the way he kind of acted and stuff and i thought he was funny and then there was another guy i forgot his name but he wasn't from india i think he was from i don't know I, i'm probably wrong but i i want to guess like pakistan i'm not sure but doesn't really matter as much. They just weren't British or American, <laughs> and but they all they 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 all did like English uh, improv. They they were both stand ups, and we practiced together with her. And then came the show, and we did it at this. Um, it's at uh, Münchner Freiheit. There's um, Heppel und Etlich. Do you know this mm-hmm. place? We did it there. They okay. apparently they host uh, stand up and improv. I mean, they did at least I think once a week. Yeah, there was. I remember. Yeah, yeah, we we did uh, something about this at M ninety four point five, and I but I just can't remember the the name of the kind of the format they had on a weekly basis. But yeah, there was something. Yeah, yeah they have like a something like Mondays are open mics and Tuesdays stand up and whatever. Um, but I knew that place because when I moved to Germany in two thousand fifteen or whatever. That was where I was playing a lot of um, open mics. Like, I, I was doing, like, once a week there or something. But anyway, we did it there. And it was a definitely a better crowd than I expected. It was all, of course, or, you know, maybe 90% expats. Mm-hmm. Um, people from all these different countries. And uh, there was, like, four or five different improv groups that all had, like, I want to say between five and ten minutes to do their own bit. And there was one group, I think, or two groups that were German, and the rest was all English. And I think we did okay. It wasn't like the best ever, but it was still fun to do. And I think it would be kind of cool to like to talk to this guy that reminded me of Charlie Day to talk to him about um, doing stand up and doing improv in uh, a different country. In the period because- Charlie Bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Because we haven't really uh, tapped into that at all, but um, but yeah, I'm not sure how we got there, but um, yeah, this year has just been so so many fun, so many fun stories, and and changing to once a week, I think, really helped us a lot, and and I mean, basically, if if you guys are listening this listening to this uh, tomorrow, Merry Christmas in Germany, but Merry Christmas Eve in America. That's that's the big. Why don't you actually this this is kind of cool. This doesn't have to be like a special thing, but. Um, can you just describe a little bit what the situation is here with, um, cause my family, like they don't really get this and I, and I still don't really get it so much, but the situation with, um, like the Christ baby and how that takes place on the 24th and Christmas is the 24th and how that's different or like why it's different or whatever from America being Santa Claus on the 25th. You know, I guess it comes back to Catholicism, or yeah, yeah, or Christianity in in uh, in general. In general, I mean, basically, and I could be a little bit wrong with that, and um, probably my mom's listening. And sorry, <laughs> um, but basically, I think that the the main difference is that Christ was born after the the storytelling we are used to. Um, 
in the night between 24th and 25th and the the, the difference is that um in Europe they celebrated or in not in Europe in Germany um they celebrated on the evening of the 24th like on Christmas Eve and right. in America the next morning and there are also um in in other European countries they even the part where where kids get presents etc happens way after like on um like december uh january 6th so around um the coming of the three uh the, th- the three men. wise men yeah um and i think so somehow those different cultures who all are based on christian communities found uh different stories on how to how to make uh, this Christian background work with their traditions and their <laughs> kind of situation. But yeah, but the, 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 the main thing is basically that, um, yeah, Christmas, it's around, it's about the night between 24th and 25th, and Germans um, rather celebrate the 24th, and Americans rather celebrate the 25th, but I remember like we've done it here um, a few times with uh, with my little niece and it's kind of a funny setup because you well, it's just a different setup than what I'm used to. But it's, it's it is still kind of funny because you have this, um, you know, you have like a dinner together and then you distract the child with uh, a game or something for a moment. So you can it, you have and you have this like paper on the on the door so they can't see through it into the, like the, the living room from the kitchen and then uh, one of the adults disappears, just, you know, so the kid doesn't notice. No. And then, you know, obviously puts all these presents into the other room. And then you hear like a little bell, like a ding a ling a ling a ling a ling <laughs> And they're like, oh, hey, uh, the, the, uh, the Christkind is here and uh, we, we can go look inside. And then the adult who is in the room, you know, sneaks out back around and then comes into the front door and like kind of enters the room with them. So, you know, the child doesn't really know that anything was ever missing or out of place. And then when they open the door, of course the Christkind is gone, but there's all these gifts all of a sudden. And uh, for me, like that is definitely similar to Santa Claus. The big difference being that, you know, you wake up Christmas morning and magically while you were sleeping, the gifts arrived. But for me, it's funny that it's like, at dinner <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden there's just a bell in the next room and like if i was that kid i would be like oh my god i was looking all night i was looking all night in this room for this christ baby and i just missed it how can that be it's been six years in a row yeah. how can i miss this thing every single time you know and That's i always think works. like you know I, I always wonder how they picture it because there's so many different um iterations of santa claus there's you know like there's so many movies where you, they talk about how his powers work. You know, he either, like a, a great example is the Tim Allen Disney movie, The Santa Claus, where he, you know, they show you in the first 20 minutes, like, okay, doesn't matter if every house even has a chimney or a fireplace at all. There's like a magic way that his body shift, <laughs> like shifts in, into the house. Yeah. And then, you know, he has this like empty bag, this empty red velvet bag. But every time that he gets to the next house, the bag is full. So he just opens the bag and there's just always a gift inside. So you 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 see the magic there and you're like, okay. But there's other there's other things you see where maybe he has like a wand or something <laughs> around the bag and the bag fills whatever. 
But with this Christ baby, I always picture like, do you think that these little kids picture like a little baby that has like a diaper and then just like flies in the house and like makes a gift appear? Mm, that's the funny thing. Um, even though, the, like the name Christkindl, so Christ baby, would um, would lead to like little baby Christ. But um, the story goes more like like the Christ baby, or it is often pictured as a like an angel, like a little girl um, with with tiny wings and a, and a white long like um like rope or something and it flies around and brings the presents oh so it's not actually like yeah. little baby jesus no it's like an angel that represents the birth of yeah. christ kind of yeah. like the spirit of the time yeah more like more like that, that dude that changes everything because <laughs> for five years <laughs> For five years, I've I've been questioning, how can anyone think that this little baby rolling around on the floor, you know, can't talk, can't pick up anything? How is this little baby bringing gifts? I think that's why they why they invented this kind of angel like um, Christ baby. Um, yeah, because like a fl- like a flying angel that has magic powers yeah, exactly. for me is just just as believable as yeah. Santa Claus is. Yeah. That makes just as much sense. Yeah. And okay. what is super funny okay. because I have a, so like we're, um, I have three younger siblings and the, my, my sister who's, who's 18 obviously <laughs> knows what's going on. And my brother who is, um, 11 knows what's going on. But my baby sister who's, who turned, uh, six this fall, um, she still believes, um, that, like the, the the Christ baby comes and brings the presents, and they the kids write this kind of wish list, and because that's something I want to ask you about, because um, with my family and I guess with many families from this cultural background, it works like before December sixth, like Klausentag, Saint Nicholas, um, the kids have to write their wish list and why they should get the gifts because they were so. Um, they were so so good this year, <laughs> and then oh, um, wow. Saint Nicholas picks up those wish lists and brings them to the Christ baby in heaven. So that's basically the story, and that's what I wanted to ask you: How does Santa Claus oh, get the wishes? Oh my god! Oh my god! Wow! Um, that's amazing, by the way. <laughs> that's <clears throat> I didn't know that. I didn't know that the the kid is supposed to make a list and explain why, and then somehow it goes to <laughs> goes to heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's like a letter. Like, dear yeah. Christ, baby, I, mean, I was there's... so good this year, and I I was so good to my to my siblings, and I helped my mom so much, and that is why probably if you find the time, you could bring me a gift like <laughs> a PS Five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how. It oh works. man. You know, I remember like for I think with Santa Claus for parents who who uh, like teach the Santa Claus method, I think it's a little easier because obviously you just ask, you know, you might even talk to the kid like, "So what are you going to ask this year from Santa Claus?" You know, and then the kid like I don't remember making a list. My mom is going to listen to this and she'll probably tell me if I did or not a few times, but like when you're a little kid at school, I think it's part of like the winter time, you know, before you make the break. You maybe you maybe you make a list or something, and then like you take it home, and probably your parents see it. But I remember 
like talking to everybody about what I wanted from Santa Claus. And I think, I think some, a lot of people do it differently. I think some parents ask what the kid wants for Santa Claus to bring, and they maybe make a story that they are going to tell him. Mm-hmm. Some families for sure have the kid make a list like this, like, what would you want from Santa? And then they just choose, you know, one or two of the things. But I'm sure there's lots of different ways that they, that they handle that. But, um, I th- yeah, I think the majority of the time that I, I think my mom just asked me what I, what I wanted Santa to bring. Mm-hmm. And then, the, so the way that we did it was that on Christmas Eve on the 24th, my gifts from my parents were already under the tree. So I knew... Christmas Eve, and maybe they were there for. Uh, so, you, a as a of kid, days you already knew you you would, in um, quotation marks, also get gifts from your parents. In in my house, yeah. Okay. In my house, it was always like maybe it was even nice to just have some presents under the tree, like as part of the decoration. Mm-hmm. But you would you would see some gifts. You would say okay. like from mom to dad, from from dad, from mom yeah. and dad to my brother, from mom and dad to me, like a few things. Maybe we have like a, a fun little gift for the dog. You see like a few gifts yeah. and, it, and it just kind of goes with the whole aesthetic. But then when you wake up Christmas morning, then as soon as you run downstairs, you see that like a huge multitude of gifts and like all the stockings are full on the on the fire on the mantle place above the uh, like the mantle above the fireplace and um it was just a huge difference it was like oh and my parents used different wrapping paper mm-hmm. you know because obviously santa wouldn't use the same wrapping yeah sure paper. <laughs> but um do you have a memory of like your favorite your favorite um like christmas gift as a kid like you know the chris you, you still believe in the Christkind and like um because i think I'm guessing, and this you can tell me if this is wrong, but I think people believe in Santa Claus much longer than they believe in the Christkind. Now, I believed in, in Santa Claus, I think, until I was like, I mean, much longer than I should have probably, but I think I was like eight or nine. Yeah, but, but that's, I don't, I, I think my, like my, my little brother's 11 now, and I think like two years ago, it was that it, this changed. Okay, so maybe like it's that. around yeah. ten, like the. Okay, yeah. Do you have a favorite, like when you when you you were having? Uh, well, how was it at your house? With because I, I I just know their family. I just know how they do it here with like the dinner. One parent disappears. There's always this this door that's closed, and all of a sudden there's like a little bell. So how did they do it in your house? So the bell is also there, um, and it's is that like in every home normally? Is that like part of it? Um, I think in most of the mo- most of the. Uh, homes that that have this this uh, Christ baby uh, storytelling, and with my and my mom has this bell, and I think it's it's so it's really old. I don't know if it's the bell her parents already had for her. I'm not sure about that. I gotta ask her, but um, it's a really old bell, uh, pretty beautiful, and you see that it's very old, and that's something you can you can picture stories around like the christmas uh, the, the the christ baby had this already for ages and it's it's gone all year and somehow it appears right before christmas and you see it standing somewhere on a shelf and then you know okay when it um has come it's going to ring it um and with the dinner what my parents uh, started to do and I 
don't know when they started to do it or if they ever changed it, but the the children get the gift, so like the Bescherung, that's the, the, the term for it in German, um, happens before dinner <laughs> because they uh, realized um, you can't have a relaxed uh, dinner with the kids when the Christ baby hasn't come yet. Because they they oh, like they would eat okay. like would eat like super fast. Okay, okay, now now we can I can hide somewhere. I can go in my room and just wait until it comes. And the adults are sitting there like, yeah, just like give us another forty minutes. We want to have a nice Christmas dinner here, and that's why the whole thing <laughs> thing happens before um, we're eating, so everybody can have a relaxed dinner. Um, okay. Did that change when you were still a kid? Did it happen? I think like, something. Did you notice one year it just came earlier, or did it happen after you already knew? I, I'm not sure if they changed that at some point, or if they always did it like this because they th thought about it this way. Okay, we can't really relax when the kids um, haven't got their presents yet. Um, but that's something something we do, um, and. What also, um, so this year is, is going to be different and I'm interested in how they, they're going to do it because normally, like in every year where it's not a, a global pandemic, um, the preparations the Christ baby uh, does happen while the children are um, at church in the afternoon. There's like this um, a church's event, especially for the kids in the afternoon, like at a, at around four or something. And when they're away, the Christ baby has the room and nobody sees it and it can prepare um, most of the stuff. Um, oh, okay. That's clever, yeah. Yeah, and before before I, I, I get to, to, to a favorite present, because I, I still got, I know, I know one, but... Um, what I find so so funny and so interesting and start to see more and more is that probably comparing <laughs> Santa Claus versus the, the Santa Claus storytelling versus the, the the Christ baby storytelling is that the whole Christ baby storytelling is for the adults more challenging to to keep alive because children are not dumb and they start to think about um, certain things and just the moment when one of the other comes, <laughs> I think it's easier when you do the, the Santa Claus storytelling because sooner or later, the kids are sleeping that night. Probably they're, they're going to stay up long because right. they still see a chance to, to see Santa Claus, but at some point, right. they will sleep. With the Christ baby storytelling, you really have a short right. amount of time while everybody is around. Um, it's, like, it's like they made it really hard for themselves yeah uh, but, but maybe it's also the fun for the adults so easy. too like 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 a like a the the like a the living room version of mission impossible <laughs> <laughs> um and what i find i just love the idea of like a like a parent at cold <laughs> outside with a handful of gifts and the kids are still in the room it's like and then the mid, then the mom in her in her I don't know mid forties comes from from the ceiling, and <laughs> yeah, hanging by the ropes, like, hanging on the rope. Time to ring the bell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the floor is lava. Oh no, um, and I, what I found um, find um, because the challenge in this family is that there are f basically like f my parents have four kids and three of them, including me. Um, do not obviously do not believe in the storytelling anymore and know what's going on. Right. But there's this one 
little kid that does. And so it's even more challenging because in conversations before Christmas and I don't know, we, we're sitting at the um, at the dinner table and my sister's like, yeah, I'll get that for my boyfriend uh, and something. And then the little one is looking like, hmm, why does she get something for her boyfriend? Doesn't the, the, the Christ baby bring her boyfriend gifts? And oh, those, those kind of, okay, those kind of okay. things. And I really appreciate, highly appreciate what my mom does to... Um, keep alive this the believing of my little baby sister and I think this year she kind of had to restore it a little bit and she did it great with an amazing child book um, written by a very famous uh, German author named Julie C and she mm -hmm. um, she did this child book where it's about, and it's with beautiful il illustration it's about a, a, um, two kids a family somewhere in Germany And it's Christmas, and they do not get gifts. And um, on on um, on Christmas Eve, and then they think, okay, maybe the Christ baby's late or something, and or um, the Christ baby also switched to the kind of American mode and is gonna bring it uh, like tomorrow morning. And then they wait the next morning. <laughs> there's still no gifts. And then they they meet their friends, and nobody has gotten any gift except uh, from the two kids in this town who believe in Santa Claus, who obviously came. And then they find the Christ baby, like this little angel, who has fallen down and broken a wing. And those, the kids of the town tr try to try to help help it and make it make it fly again. And they try super funny stuff, like with a trampoline, and try to throw it in the air so that it can fly again. <laughs> super sweet book. And with, with stuff like that, um, it's really a challenge to keep this, um, this believing alive. Yeah. I can imagine, man. That sounds like a really sweet book, though. Yeah. And um, then you also have the challenge, like I, like I mentioned, why doesn't, to my sister's boyfriend, why doesn't the, 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 the Christ baby bring bring him presents? And obviously also, I got presents for my, uh, for my parents, for, for, for my right. siblings, and um, the other way around. And... That's why, I don't know how, how other fam families deal with it, but my family deals with it like, yeah, the Christ baby only comes for the children and that the uh, adults are not okay. sad, they have to make each other gifts. I was going to say, like, isn't it, um, so you guys don't have that separation of, of that you can also get a family member a gift in addition to whatever the Christ baby will bring. Yeah, because the storytelling... Like you, you don't have... the. Like, you don't have that separation. Like, when you're a little kid, you think, like, he brings, like, he brings a gift for dad. There's no way that mom would also get dad a gift. Um, or what? No, like, like the, 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 the kids know that the adults make each other presents because, sadly, the Christ baby doesn't come for them anymore because it comes only for the children. Ah. So, like, okay, because when, when I, you yeah, grow old, with, with you Santa have to substitute the, yeah, that. Sorry. When you grow old, you have to yeah. substitute that. yeah. That's the story. It makes a lot of sense. With us, it's like, um, you know, yeah, like like I said earlier, you you would see some some gifts already under the tree, you know, from from mom and dad to to my brother, or whatever. But, um, but when Santa did come, of course, the majority of things were for me and my brother. But he would also bring, at, you know, at least one gift for mom and one gift for dad. <laughs> it was always like, you know, maybe the gift from mom to dad would be something like, um, you know, fresh pants or like socks or a tie or something kind of like standard for dads. 
But the Santa gift to dad was always the cooler thing. Like we always knew the gift from Santa was always going to be the cooler thing. Yeah. So whenever we got gifts from mom and dad, it was always like, you know, here's a, you know, 12 pack of underwear <laughs> and uh, maybe, maybe some nice like candy or a couple of cool, cool little things, you know, in general. But then the Santa gift was always like the Game Boy, the rollerblades. Yeah. You know, the basketball, like the thing you really, really wanted, you know, the GameCube, you know, whatever. It was always so much better. But like, isn't it, since since you have just one smaller sibling who still believes, isn't it kind of like, isn't it also really fun for you guys now that you're all in on it and it's only one kid to trick? Not trick, but yeah. only one kid who needs to keep believing. Like, isn't that kind of fun? It. I, that's that's what, what what I wanted or where I wanted to get. I find it super funny, and I I, I really like the the challenge um, the rest of the family has to keep this alive. I think it must be super sweet. I mean, yeah. obviously here it's just uh, you know Sophia and um, and you know, you, it's not even my tradition, but I get super in on it. You know, I'm, yeah. uh, like when we hear the little bell and stuff, and like I, I watch how everybody kind of reacts and moves around, and I even hear myself being like. <gasps> Oh my god, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think but it's really yeah, it's sweet. And I think even even if you or even when you get to that age from which on you don't believe um in this whole story anymore, it's still so for me, like I'm in my 20s and it's still a, a, a great it still makes a great effect when this room opens or like in our case because my my parents got it um since a few years pretty open so like there's no door between the kitchen and the, the living room so all the kids have to go upstairs to their rooms and have to wait because the Christ baby can't hide down there um and it still makes for a great effect even for me when you come down there or in other households you open the door and then the the room has changed this still makes for a great effect even if you obviously don't believe in the story anymore yeah yeah when you just see like new gifts in the room and there's and isn't there a thing too of lighting these candles yeah so what's that about what's up with the like the candles on the tree right yeah i don't i i would say is, I, I is that just part of it like now they're here i've never thought about of, it or? obviously but i think the story basically is like yeah the the, the christ baby comes leaves the presents lights the candles and rings the bell and is gone and so you have this nice that's awesome those nice lights on the tree the presents under it like this great image for the stuff and um i think that's basically what it's about and my mom also did um um place more candles around the 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 house like in the staircase on 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 each step there would be a little candle that has been lit while the children had to be be upstairs and and wait and um yeah that's super nice to the day i really love it and i um really appreciate um and love what my what my parents are still uh, doing to to keep this alive and to 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 make this very special does it make you think about what they like do you admire that they must have done the same thing for you when you were a little kid, like to see behind the veil. Yeah, sure. In a sense to see how they, how they tell the stories and how they get them excited and stuff. Like, does it, does it kind of like make you admire them? Like, Oh gosh, you did that for me too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. 
Do you remember um, how you found out that it wasn't real? Well, no one did I think about it. I, like, I, was I, it just like was it was it like friends at school or something or? Yeah, I think I think it was it was not this this. I think I never had this moment of realization that I um, that I stopped believing in it. Um, and to and I have to refer back to our Clausen episodes <laughs> once here. Um, I was over the point where I um, where I did believe um, in the storytelling of the Christ baby, so I did not believe in that anymore. But I still believed in the whole uh, Clausen storytelling because it was so um, like um, much more. It's much more visceral. Yeah, it's like, like in your yeah, face. You, you you see them. They touch you. It's like a, a real a real threat. Um, now that I think about it, like I that, totally it, it, believe it's super that. funny that you you stop believing in the one storytelling, but the other one because it's more visual, it's still alive. Um, but I don't think I had this <laughs> yeah. this this moment of of realization. It was just like like a phase. Like I don't know, first or now at like second or third grade in school, like the first kids already know that it's it's a hoax basically. And you're like uncertain, and the next year you're sure, and maybe you ask your parents, and they 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 tell you the truth, basically. But I think I never had that that one moment where it was like, "What? It is not real." I don't think I had that. Was it? Did you have that that uh, moment with with like the Santa Claus storytelling? Oh man, <laughs> I have a such a traumatic. Oh no. <laughs> such a traumatic moment the thing was like you know my i think my i think my parents reacted the right way because i I was probably at the age where i should have known or should have learned it already and like i don't remember hearing anybody at school tell me otherwise but then again it was a long time ago maybe there were stories and i just refused to believe them you know but i remember it i remember it better than (laughs) like i remember it better than my wedding day okay (laughs) I was, I was a kid, maybe like eight or nine. My mom's gonna uh, back me up on on the age later, but um, I was, pl- I was um like kind of playing hide and seek or chase with my with my brother in the house, mm-hmm. and it was around Christmas time, and um you know, I knew that. Uh, maybe it was like just after Christmas. Maybe it was like 27 or something mm-hmm. because I recognized, you know, obviously Santa Claus has this particular kind of wrapping paper. And I remember that I was uh, running from my brother and I ran from the living room through the dining room into the kitchen and then took a right, which was to my parents' bedroom. And I jumped under their bed to hide from him and under their bed was Santa Claus's wrapping paper. Oh, no. And I had this moment. Oh, no. I had this moment where I was looking at it, and I thought, uh, at first, I'd, I think I didn't think too much about it, but then I looked a little further because I was waiting for him to come find me, you know, so I'm just staring at it. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this, oh, this is Santa's wrapping paper. <laughs> well, why, why would my parents have Santa's wrapping paper? <gasps> And then I just broke down crying. Oh no! I just, I just shattered. And I remember, like, I my brother stopped chasing me. He, he you know, he already knew. I th- he's four years older, so yeah. he knew years ahead. And um, I remember, like, I sat on their bed and I was just crying. And I was like, "You guys, you lied to me. You lied to me. And Santa Claus is real. <laughs> Why would you lie to me?" <laughs> and then, the, you know, like, I don't, 
I, I don't know how I would react in that situation. I mean, they were, they were, they were calm and they were like, rub, my mom was like rubbing my back and she's like, you know, it's, you know, it's, uh, we, we weren't lying to you. It's just something that every kid finds out eventually. And, you know, we, we wanted to, I think, you know, they wanted to obviously do it a different way, but I guess they thought I would find out, you know, from school or yeah. eventually I would just grow out of it or something. But, um, what I did like, actually, what I did appreciate was that after this, after I knew, and then after I got over it, obviously, um, I, uh, my parents, sorry, my parents continued even, I think even until today, maybe, maybe not, maybe not anymore, but as long as we live there, uh, my parents still had, uh, Santa's gifts in the morning. It was no longer like Santa Claus came, but it would be like, you know, we would open up. So uh, later, it changed. I think where we were opening opening up gifts on Christmas Eve, like the ones from my family. But still, Christmas morning, there was like Santa's gifts. And then I think as we got older, it transitioned even more into opening gifts on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. just opening up our own our own presents and, and and stuff like that. But. When I was a kid, that was the bee's knees, man. Opening up. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite Christmas mornings, like my favorite Christmas gifts were like, I got the electric guitar. Ooh. I got um, this remote control. Maybe this was a birthday, but I'm pretty sure this was Christmas. Was this remote control Tony Hawk? Uh, you know, like these like remote remote control cars. Yeah, like you have like a little handheld thing with like some double A batteries, and then you could. Yeah. Like, I had that with a Tony Hawk, uh, like plastic. Uh, yeah, it was like a like a hard shell doll on a skateboard, yeah. and you could like zip zap him all around, and you could try and go up ramps and stuff. And and of course, the GameCube was like my all-time favorite Christmas gift ever. Like, I was obsessed with that thing. I played I played it every day. <laughs> but um, do you have a favorite, like a favorite Christkind gift? Like something you really weren't sure was going to happen and then, it, and then it happened and you were freaking out? Yeah, I was. Um, and I thought about that. And when I was, I don't know, between the age of four and I would say 11, um, one of the, the the main thing I would play with was, and I, and I and that's something I already wanted to 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 ask you, if it is a thing um, in the states because it's a huge thing in in Europe, so not Lego but Playmobil. Is it a th- like those bigger um, figu- figures? You cannot build that much, but they have more. You can buy like like more more stuff like sh- uh, Viking ships and zoos and whatever scenery. Um, like, w- wait, wait a second. Sure I'm, I'm going to show you because I, I got something here. Yeah, show me. I'm pretty sure that Playmobil exists in America, but I think that the most popular thing is Lego, but I don't know. Show okay, me. Show because, me um, funny, funny story. Um, because my my grandma, um, so the mom of my dad is um, Protestant, and in two thousand and seventeen there was five hundred years of of Reformation, like Martin Luther, and <laughs> so she got me I don't know how this 
Playmobil Martin Luther figure. And I think you might have oh seen those. Oh my God. <laughs> and I still got it. <laughs> and I haven't unboxed it because it I... It looks like a little pioneer. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, das Neue Testament, the New Testament, translated by Dr. Martin Luther. <laughs> um, and I haven't unboxed wow. it because obviously I don't uh, play with it anymore. And I think this is kind of a collector's item. And maybe I could sell it, to, sell it at some point. It looks like it's in... I mean, the box is like barely even dented. looks like great condition. Yeah. A little dust on it, actually. But uh, yeah, and, and Playmobil was a big thing. And I... Like for, for several years in a row, I would... Um, my wishes would contain some new Playmobil stuff. And before I could read, mm. sometimes my, 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 um, my parents used to trick me. Because... Like they had those those catalogs, and whenever I, w I was at a at a at a there's the, in Kempton there's this one shopping mall. No, but it was before that I think. In in some shop you would get those catalogs, those Playmobil catalogs, and I would al would always get them, like in 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 fall, and would would look through it, and then I would choose something that I would um want to 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 get by by Christ Baby, and. <laughs> One funny story where my parents uh, used to trick me. It must have been around the time where I started to learn reading. And I learned to read a bit or like around a year or half a year, I don't know, before I got to school. And um, I got this catalog and there was this great crane, like constructing crane Um by Playmobil, oh, wow. and I wanted to have that, and I think it had a remote control or something, and you could actually lift up stuff, and I really wanted to have that, and obviously, it was super expensive, and what my parents told me, before I could read, is like, yeah, the, you, the Christ baby can't bring you that, because um, you, can't, you cannot buy this or get that, because you can only win that in a contest. <laughs> like, oh, that's you know, I don't know, so you, you, clever! That's so that's clever. But so then I started smart. To... Oh my god, I gotta remember that. <laughs> but then I I learned to read, and I was like, "Yeah, you guys tricked me. <laughs> I know what's going on here." Um, <laughs> you're, you're looking at the numbers seventy five euros, and I'm like, "No, this says win in contest. <laughs> you can't." Uh... <laughs> <laughs> something like that oh my god man um, that's so smart that's like when that's like when you have ice cream and your kid is like what's that and you're like oh you wouldn't like it it's spicy yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of the, the, the same story no but um this one year i got this great knight's castle from playmobil and i think i'm not sure about that but there was also a story like yeah we're not sure if the christ baby can bring it because the christ baby is still so small and has those tiny wings and it's this huge knight's castle how, how could it even carry it <laughs> but eventually i got it and um um i and they t christ baby's been working yeah, out and, and and they told me um that's something i i need to get back um on what the christ baby can carry um but um And I got it, and it was so awesome. And uh, years later, they told me that um, my mom and my dad spent the whole night um, before Christmas, so like the night between 23rd and 24th, building up this castle, because obviously it comes in a box and all those, like Lego in those tiny pieces, and they, they build it up so that it would um, that it would be, be ready when the Bescherung happens. And I think that was the... That's so sweet, man. And because I I, th I did not really expect it because, yeah, 
those bigger items like this crane, I knew you could only win it in a contest. That really sucks. <laughs> and then you, and the other thing is so heavy. And how could the Christ baby <laughs> carry it? And then I got it. And so this, I think this was the 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 best thing I got in this in this phase um, of believing in Christ baby. But I wanted to get back to um, what to tell your kids and how to trick them, kind of, um, because this tragic story with the wrapping paper. Because I thought about, hmm, do do my parents do something like that? And then I realized, no, they do not. So it it really can happen that there's the same wrapping paper around the 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 gifts that uh, the the Christ baby brings, um, like on the Christmas. Yeah, my okay. my parents give you the other, and they establish this kind of storytelling, and that's also how they manage to to really be efficient when it comes to um, set up the room bringing the gifts in, etc. Um, because they, they started the, 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 the storytelling that, um, yeah, because the Christ baby, it brings the presence, but because it is so, so small and has so, so tiny wings and it, it probably needs some support. And moms and dads are the ones to support the Christ baby because other, other, otherwise it couldn't, it couldn't do the job on its own. Oh my God, man! This is this is honestly like a, this is. They should write a textbook <laughs> of like clever things to 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 defend the to the fantasy. Yeah. you know, like that's so smart. I love yeah, that. Yeah, but I love that. But I think when you get four kids, and man, I think none of us kids was uh, was was or is dumb and get cle- cleverer and cleverer and more clever and. Um, and so you gotta. Div- I'm so glad that you. I'm, I'm. I'm so glad that you believe that none of uh, their four kids got dumb. But it's really cool. <laughs> no, and so, so oh, you, you got. You got. It's really nice. You got to develop no. <laughs> over the years. You got to develop new methods because um, some stories don't work anymore. And um, this year, um, there is something like that because um, besides the Christ baby, my mom last. She started last year. Um, brought another tale that my little baby sister could believe in and that is that a little elf lives in our house and in our kitchen there's like a like a little sofa like a kitchen sofa and and on the on the side of it like on the on the wall right right over the floor you have this little this little wooden part i don't know how like leiste i don't know how to, to to what's the term for that like between the floor and the wall there's this little if you have a wooden floor, oh, like a like a yeah, like a sideboard, yeah, like a, like a little like sideboard, a little, yeah. And over that sideboard, yeah. she um, she glued a tiny wooden door to the wall uh, with a with a little um, amazing with a li- little ladder in front of it and um, uh, and a mailbox and a little um, and little items that an elf would have. And every year at the beginning of December, this little elf, his name is Lasse, moves in at our house to stay until the holidays are over. And every Amazing. night, my little baby sister has to kind of feed him. So there's like, she has puppets and they have this little, those little um, cups and she has to fill a little cup with milk and, uh, and, and a little cookie or something and has to, to place it in front of her, her door and she, she writes him letters. And he answers. This is so complex. Wow. And the thing is, wow, man. the thing is, she, she, um, we talked about this. She started school. 
she came to school this fall and they started this thing last year. And last year it was no big deal because um, she would tell my mom what she wanted to write to him and my mom would write the letter. And obviously she writes the letters for Lasse. So, but now <laughs> my little baby sister, clever kid, is in school, knows how to, to, to already knows how to, to write and to read. And she recognizes my mom's handwriting. And so Lasse, this year oh, Lasse no. got a little computer <laughs> to type it, to type his letters. <laughs> Couldn't she just ask like one of you guys to write the letter or write with her other hand? That's what something? I told her. <laughs> but I love that she got a little computer. I love that she got a little computer. That's, that's, and there's a story for that too. It's like, well, of course, honey, it's the 21st century. <laughs> yeah. Lasse has to upgrade, you know? Yeah. Hey, let me just go pee really quick and then we can wrap up this uh, final episode of the year. Yes, okay? sir. Sorry about that. Now I'm back. Um, man. Well, this is your last chunk of work before you enjoy your Christmas break. And I wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you to you for making this year so special to me. And so you've been so helpful and so supportive and you're one of my best friends and you're a great uh, co-host on the show and you're a great producer and you always help challenge me and I think you make the show better and you always uh, ask me the right questions to think a bit more about what I could do uh, when we get new guests or to look into a, a new topic or when we make these hundreds of specials every <laughs> <laughs> every month. <laughs> but I wanted to say thank you and I think the show... Uh, wouldn't be the same if it wasn't uh, with you. So I wanted to say thank you for being so artsy fartsy, my friend. You're so sweet, and I can only give that back. Thank you for for making my week better every week. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to this so much, man. Like um, for those who don't know, we usually record um, two days before the release date. So usually the shows are really up to date, and this one's extremely up to date. This is the twenty third. It's just. Yesterday, it's a nightmare we, before Christmas. Uh, it's the nightmare before, <laughs> <laughs> before Christmas. Exactly. Um, that makes for but, a good title yeah. regarding the, the dream I told you about. <laughs> oh, the nightmare before Christmas. Yes. Okay. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to send you the title and description just after. But yeah, but then only. Um, yeah, this has just been. Huh? I can only give that back, and those um, conversations every week make my, my way of thinking. Um, brighter and make my english better obviously <laughs> and it's so much fun and um i really really love this show and i really want to send love around oberstdorf town all the way to where you are sitting yeah man Absolutely. this is great one I thing except <laughs> one thing i wanted to to ask you about um yeah i don't want to ask what's your favorite christmas song and uh because there are not so many <laughs> good talking about like in a in a pop <laughs> context. So not like traditional um, songs, traditional music or something. But yeah, are there Christmas songs you don't totally hate? Absolutely, man. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Oh, what's your favorite one? I think um, in this pop well, context. Well, I, I think I've uh, I think I've found the perfect way to 
to um, like when we when we finish talking, like the 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 song at the end. Usually we have this. It's all over now, baby blue. But Mac DeMarco released, uh, I think, for the third year in a row, his annual Christmas song, um, and he did a great. Really cool classic Mac DeMarco version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Oh, nice. And that's one of my f- absolute favorite Christmas songs, man. I think there's, a, of course, there's a few different versions of it that are maybe too cheesy or too jazzy or maybe the wrong kind of uh, singer or something. But just this, like, I don't know, this Judy Garland style or just this, you know, there's something about that one that brings this innocent magic to Christmas mm-hmm. that I felt when I was a kid. You know, you just imagine like the, the snow falling and that there's some so, sort of greater power out there that's, you know, bringing joy and peace to the world. And it's just this, have and it's just so sweet. I love it. Do, do you have a favorite one or do you, do you, for Christmas songs, are you just out for the count? They're like, they're like two I still like. Um, and one is um, like the, the, what's it called? Merry Xmas, John Lennon. War is over. Oh, yeah, um, that's a cool but one. The, but I already got one I really love and I really enjoy listening to it in this uh, period of time every year. And it's by Coldplay. And it's kind of paradox because it came out in 2010 and I stopped liking Coldplay's music after uh, Paracutes and the Rush of Blood to the Head. <laughs> Mostly. Okay, fair, yeah. Mostly. Definitely. But um, it's called Christmas Lights by Coldplay. Also very sweet uh, music video. You got to watch that and listen to the song. And I really, really like that one. It's super sweet. And it has this kind of early Coldplay vibe to it. Um, Very simple setup. Acoustic guitar, bass, piano, drums. Maybe some strings Mm -hmm. here and there. Um, And it has this this great um, long like break to a new bridge to it in the middle of the song. And then this kind of reprise style... um, ending i really love um so that's basically the one i would say that's my favorite christmas song christmas lights by coldplay that's cool that's uh, actually really unexpected i didn't i didn't see either of those coming um, by the way have you listened to the new Paul we... McCartney album that came out on friday no i haven't have you yeah um and i thought like okay hmm, you know the like the story okay the the thing you things you hear every year, the Stones are bringing something new. Then Dylan does something because he's bored, and then I don't know. They right. find another um, Cohen recording. They do something to it, um, and on the same day there was a new John Lennon record, which was basically like <laughs> they found. Um, it's not called a remastered version of songs, but it's like the ultimate version. Like they dropped five songs in the ultimate version an EP. But the Paul McCartney okay. album is uh, new, new original music, um, and it's all instruments played by him. And I think you, you you're gonna like it. Listen to the to the song "Find My Way." Um, I think it was also the single um, of the album, and I I, I really. Th- I I just um really admire the the drive he still has and the 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 ideas and to to bring his songwriting into like 21st century um 
without the obvious uh, idea that one could have by just bringing in new new uh, methods of of making sounds like i don't know drum machines or whatever or electronic um yeah elements it's still like old fashioned paul mccartney um uh, like songwriting and instruments but i really love it listen to find my way okay i just yeah i just pulled it up here i'm gonna listen to that after this um but yeah man um do you have anything you'd want to say to any of the new listeners that we picked up this year before we wrap up thank you guys so much for listening and uh, for like taking part and participating and in our little show here and i just want to say um if you like the show reach out to us besides um the obvious uh, part you always mention, like we really <laughs> would love some support on Patreon and good reviews help us, but hit us up. I really love, and we had this quite sometimes. I really love those direct dialogues we can have between our listeners and us and picking up topics by listeners on this show, because that's something that is so unique to podcasts and I really love. And um, if you like this and you get a topic, you want to have featured or you want to uh, uh, I don't know have a say in something we cover reach out to us and sending out love and uh, thank you so much for listening to this I couldn't say it better myself man thank you guys so much for making this year worth it every single week of the way um, yeah alright well if you're listening to this uh, the day it comes out in Germany have yourself a merry little Christmas. And in America, on the 25th, Mom, Dad, Bruce, David, have a merry Christmas. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. We will be back on January 7th, 2021. And to play us out, this is Mac DeMarco with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And have yourself a merry little Christmas now Amen.